Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. While trips to their solicitor's office to discuss defamatory or controversial content that has been published is a regular occurrence for many journalists. But Conor Brady and his son Neil may have developed a solution for this very problem. Conor joins me now to discuss their tech startup, Calibre AI. Conor, I'd like to start the interview by discussing an expansive career which has brought you from the Irish Times to GSOC. Good morning, Carl. Pleasure to be with you. Yes, indeed. I did nearly 20 years as editor of the Irish Times and then perhaps another uh, 15 years on top of that in other journalistic roles. But I retired from the Irish Times in 2002. And since then, yeah, I've done a variety of roles for the state. I've spent, again, almost getting on for 20 years now serving uh, the state in various different ways, GSOC being the, the most recent one. A number of other academic posts as well. So this is uh, something quite new for me, uh, finding myself in my sear and yellow ears uh, chairing a, a, a cutting-edge uh, technology company. An exciting project for you. Now, talk to us about where the idea for Calibre AI came from. Well, as you said, uh, I had a long career in journalism and uh, almost 20 years in the Irish Times uh, as editor or deputy editor. And I suppose possibly the most searing aspect of my editorship looking back, you know, I, I, I just remember being dragged into court or dragged down to lawyers more often than I care to remember. It's expensive, it's time-consuming, it's wearing and it's wearying. And um, in those days, we did have uh, uh, a lot of sub-editors in the paper, so a lot of stuff was cut before I ever got in. So, you know, we were fairly well protected, but even so, it was a big burden. I then began to realise in more recent years, talking to uh, contemporary editors and contemporary journalists, that in fact, with the changing of the business model in, 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 in newspapers and, and broadcast uh, media companies, uh, the sub-editor was largely gone. So a lot of copy was actually going into um, the paper and going out on air being published without actually going through what you would call any quality control. So my son, Neil, who had worked with The Guardian and, and he was involved in the startup of Storyful, and then he went to work with the Institute of European Affairs here in, in, in Dublin, and he was in charge of their digital innovation program. So in conversation over time, uh, this idea germinated that if we could marry the skills of experienced journalists and lawyers together with the power of artificial intelligence, we could construct a machine which would which would augment the uh, the quality control in 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 modern news media. So we started off on that quite narrow base, something for news zones, newspapers, broadcasters, but the focus has now broadened into a into into a wider uh, a wider span than that. So, Connor, essentially, how does the service work? Well, this will be available. It is available uh, as of now um, as a plug-in. Uh, it'll, it'll sit on people's uh, uh, desktops or laptops or whatever or their phones in the same way that any other plug-in would. You're probably familiar with things like Spellcheck and Grammarly, and <clears throat> these are which are essentially aids to 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 accurate and good and 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 and, and good content. So it'll plug in. Um, it will read the content as the as a journalist or the writer or the broadcaster uh, feeds it into the into the screen. And if it detects uh, content which is content either individual words or phrases, um, which appear to the to the intelligence to be 
uh, harmful or potentially toxic or indeed defamatory, it'll send a signal uh, <clears throat> to the journalist uh, or to the writer and say, look, hey, have a think about this. Uh, this has the potential uh, to be received uh, by, by, by somebody uh, as, uh, as harmful or toxic um, or, 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 or dangerous. Now, I think your timing is very, very good because we live in a very politically correct world now and people are hypersensitive to what's being said. So focus on the technology next. How does it detect, for instance, statements that may be considered as potentially toxic? Well, it basically works off um, a database which we have put together over the last two years. The database has been wholly generated from our own resources and we've drawn that data from editors, from journalists, from lawyers, from linguists, uh, from linguistic analysts, um, from philosophers, from people who are accustomed to making, if you like, ethical decisions. So uh, it's quite nuanced. It has to be. You're effectively interpreting people's thought processes, and you're trying to uh, you're trying to arbitrate between thought processes which are which are which are harmless and thought processes which may be seen as harmful. And of course, it, it, the, the oldest truism is that, uh, is that the, the, the content which, which one person generates and they don't think it's harmful may in fact be harmful in the eye of the person who receives it uh, or, 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 or in the eye of the, of the, of the person to whom it is directed. So really, uh, as I see it, this um, technology, it's playing the the electronic or digital equivalent role to that of the sub-editor who sat in the newsroom with a, a green eye shade over his or her eye uh, and, and, and checked reporter's copy and checked broadcaster's copy uh, before it would go on air or before it would go into the newspaper and, um, and, and, and if necessary, raise, a, raise an, a, an, an admonishing finger and say, hey, let's have a think about saying this in a slightly different way or do you really want to say that or do you understand how that could be misinterpreted? And of course, as you said earlier, in your time at the Irish Times, you were quite frequently liaising with your solicitors in relation to potential defamation cases. And of course, the defamation laws here in Ireland are some of the most punitive in the world. And I'm just thinking about market reach for yourselves. What countries are you most focused on developing your service in? Well, it, uh, in terms of defamation, Carl, you're absolutely right. Uh, Irish uh, defamation laws are the most stringent uh, probably in the world and, and, and certainly in the Western world uh, and, 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 and extremely punitive of unforgiving of error. So we're looking at Ireland, we're looking at the UK, which is a big market. Uh, it's not as punitive as, punitive as the Irish market, but uh, it, it, it's still easy to get into trouble. Um, uh, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, uh, all of these countries are, are, are very litigious and uh, the cost of defamation and fighting defamation in the courts can be enormous. While the initial market focuses on defamation, it's a much wider concept than that. And Connor, I know that Calibre AI has recently completed a funding round. What will you be using this investment for? Well, yes, we've been, we're very fortunate uh, indeed. Um, uh, we have uh, a number of, of, of private individual investors uh, from, from all of them from within Ireland. And we've also had, of course, matching investment from Enterprise Ireland. And I would, I would have to say um, Enterprise Ireland have been fantastic. They've been a wonderful, wonderful people to work with. Um, the, basically, it's, we're talking about payroll and technology. Uh, the the uh, 
uh, we obviously have to hire technology. We've got to hire uh, um, um, bandwidth. Uh, you need a lot of computer firepower to work this thing. So that doesn't come cheap. But the main thing really is salaries. At the moment, we've got five people on payroll. We've got uh, a chief technical officer. We've got two computational linguists. Um, we've got uh, two annotators who actually process large volumes of, of content every every week. Um, and we also have one or two other people on a part-time consultancy um, working with uh, with users and uh, um, evaluating the user experience. So it's basically payroll. So, Connor, what's your growth plan for the business over the next three to five years? We see ourselves coming up pretty quickly now to Enterprise Ireland's um, HPSU, High Potential Startup, which means... Um, employing between 10 and 20 people, we see a turnover of hopefully within the within 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 18 months. We want to see a turnover of uh, something between a million and a million and a half. Um, but the potential is very considerable because um, you know the landscape legally is changing. Up to now, for example, social media have really not been amenable and not be made amenable for the content that they carry. Uh, so you can say what you like more or less on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, and you're not going to have to face the music uh, for it. But that is changing. So we think that the old, if you like, the Wild West days of the internet where you could say what you like and get away with it, those days are going to come to an end. Uh, there's going to be law and order on the digital streets. Um, and if you say things that are harmful or toxic or damaging or defamatory, um, the likelihood is that you're going to have to... Uh, uh, account for that and that's where we see the big market coming in for Calibre Well if you've just tuned in that was Conor Brady from Calibre AI and I wish Conor and Neil every success with their growth plans for their tech startup Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick